Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. All right, it's Jeff Fitoff here with the Buckeyes Daily Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Got a lot to get to today. Follow me on Twitter, at FitHappens. But uh, always news in Buckeye Nation. And uh, the Kevin Warren news, it, it's not really, I guess it's Buckeye-ish. It's more big picture, but we'll talk about Kevin Warren leaving um, the Big Ten to as a Big Ten commissioner to take over the Chicago Bears job. They're like head job, president, all the stuff, director of operations, whatever the whole title is. But Kevin Warren out as Big Ten commissioner. Gene Smith, potential replacement. But we'll talk about that again at a future date. Um, but a lot of football stuff to get into today. And we'll talk a little about basketball, but not too much. But there's a lot of football to get into today. And I want to start off with this part about Brian Hartline. He's been named... Excuse me, the um, offensive coordinator for Ohio State, and it's a it's a smart move. He's replacing Kevin Wilson, who went on to take the head coaching job at Tulsa. It is also, though, I it was a necessary move. What I mean by that, this is not to discredit Brian Hartline's credentials at all with Ohio State. What he's been able to do, obviously, the best wide receiver recruiter in the country, bar none. You cannot argue that. Um, and if Ohio State didn't promote him, they were going to lose him, I think, at some point. If not, maybe this year, maybe next year. But they needed to do something. They needed to continue his development. He needed to be the offensive coordinator of this team going forward to see if he can do it. Now, that's not to say he can't do it. I don't want that to come across as um, a lack of confidence in Brian Hartline. I think he's a brilliant mind. I think he's a very, uh, I think he's a very savvy recruiter, obviously. But Ohio State needed to know if Brian Hartline can handle. I think eventually Hartline's the next head football coach at Ohio State. I think that happens. But Ohio State had to get him this step first, and they needed to do this to keep him. If they had brought in another offensive coordinator above Hartline, I could see Hartline becoming disenchanted and maybe wanting to leave the program for something more greener pastures type thing somewhere else where um, there was no shortage of suitors. He's the most desired I believe the most desired coordinator or most desired assistant coach in the country right now. So it was Ohio state had to do it. That's not to say they wouldn't have done it anyways. It's not to say he doesn't deserve it. That's not to say he won't be successful. I'm just saying there was no other real answer to who should the next offensive coordinator be for Ohio state. Um, you, you see it sometimes it, give you a comparison in the NFL. If someone drafts a quarterback uh, in the first round, or high enough the first round, Zach Wilson notwithstanding. But a lot of the times when you sign a quarterback or you draft a quarterback early in the NFL draft, you are already signing them to a second contract. It might be a franchise tag, but you're already committing yourself to at least five years with this person in all likelihood. And so you you almost, you're, when you draft them that first day, even though they're just a rookie quarterback, you're already saying, this is my quarterback long-term for the next five years. Same thing here at Ohio State. Uh, with what Hartline's done and the success he's had, and he has had incredible success at Ohio State, it was inevitable that he was going to be the offensive coordinator. I hope it does well. We'll see. It's a big responsibility. Ryan Day has said that he is going to <coughs> turn over the play calling potentially, and he'll still work with Hartline very closely on that. But this was key to Hartline's development, making this uh, this move, and uh, you know, for Ohio State to put him in this role to see what he's got. And like I said, I think if he has any success at offensive coordinator at all, I think he stays here long-term. And I also think he is the next head football coach for the Buckeyes when Ryan Day decides to leave. 
Um, C.J. Stroud has not declared yet for the NFL draft. Monday is the deadline for declaring for the draft. And there's a lot of rumblings about that C.J. Stroud, that Ohio State's working on an NIL deal to get him to come back. Now, there's a few reasons why that may be true. One, I think C.J. Stroud wants to beat Michigan and wants to compete for a national championship. I think he wants to have that shot again at doing those things. Also, another year with Marvin Harrison Jr. in there and Julian Fleming and Buka and the and Cade Stover and the running backs all coming back, they, and not to mention the guys coming in. There's a, a lot of real potential for Stroud to put up huge numbers. And whereas this year in the draft, there's talk about him being the second, maybe third quarterback taken. He might be able to cement himself winning a Heisman Trophy, being the first overall pick next year in the draft. So I think there's some smoke to that. I think Ohio State is trying to put together an NIL deal for him. And I know people would say, well, if you if you're get the first if you're a first round pick in the NFL draft, top five pick, you get guaranteed money. You do. But there's a lot more guaranteed money if you're picked one than if you're picked seven or eight or whatever. So <clears throat> a lot of pop, but a lot of opportunity there, I think, for CJ Stroud. Uh, we'll see if it all comes together. Monday is the deadline, though, to declare for the NFL draft. Now, if CJ Stroud does decide to come back to Ohio State, which I think would be amazing, but it will also cause uh, a lot of issues in the quarterback room, you know, uh, will Kyle McCord stick around? Uh, will he go somewhere else? Does it change anything with uh, the 2023, the incoming, uh, with uh, uh, Dylan Kleinel's coming in? It will, it will change any of that. I don't know. But I think Stroud will give Ohio State the best opportunity to win a national championship next year. That's why it makes sense. If Stroud does come back, he's going to have a few new offensive linemen that have to get worked in. Paris Johnson, he will be a first-round pick. He has declared, no doubt about it, he'll be a top-15 pick, I think. Um, he's been a beast for Ohio State. I love the fact uh, what he was able to do at Ohio State. It makes perfect sense for him to go. Dewan Jones. Also, another person uh, on the offensive line heading out. So that's two offensive linemen. And um, look, he's a six foot eight kid. Um, had a great season this past season. He is, according to ESPN, he's the sixth best offensive tackle in the upcoming draft. He will probably be an early second round pick. Luke Whipler, the center, also declaring for the NFL draft. Um, after three years playing for Iowa State, he could, he could have come back for another year. He chose not to. So that right there, <coughs> three offensive linemen for Ohio State have uh, declared for the NFL draft. So Ohio State's going to have some holes to fill fill there. Um, Jacques uh, Jean-Baptiste, the defensive end for Ohio State, he transferred out. He is committed to Notre Dame. So um, we knew we were losing him. I think it was a situation where he saw opportunities for more playing time somewhere else. That's why he left. As far as Ohio State goes with the running backs, look, uh, my wing is back. And, um, you know, it looks like obviously uh, Travion Henderson is back. Uh, we're waiting here on Dallin Hayden. I think he'll be back. He can't go pro, but he could transfer out. We'll see about him. Evan Spencer coming back. Chip Trainum, the uh, linebacker convert, who I think will stick on the running back side. Ohio State had so many injuries last year to the running back position. So, um, Cade Stover also coming back. I mentioned him. Xavier Johnson coming back as well. <coughs> Stover, um, there's talk that he got an NIL deal that led him to come back. We're not sure on that one. Uh, it, a lot of, you know, random things being posted out there about what's happening with Ohio state recruits, Ohio state players coming back. So um, I'm curious about this now after the Ohio state lost to Georgia. And then we saw Georgia beat TCU kind of switching gears a little bit here, but um, we saw what Georgia was able to do to TCU, a 65 to seven pasting completely dominated the horn frogs in that one. 
And Ohio State fans, do you feel better or worse after that game? Now, I, if you would feel worse, you'd think, oh, my God, Ohio State could have won the title. Or you could feel better and say, you know what? This justifies Ohio State-Georgia was the national championship game. That's kind of where I lean on this. I think that um, Ohio State proved they were the second best team in the country. Now, the rankings came out, <coughs> postseason rankings, and um, Ohio State was fourth. It was Georgia, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State. And I, I truly believe Ohio State is the second best team in the country. I do believe this season, we look at the, the grand scheme of things, look at the whole scope of the season, and this is not scarlet and gray glasses. Don't get me wrong. I think Ohio State was the second best team in the country this year. Now, I've had people argue with me, saying, oh, Michigan beat Ohio State. They've got to be better. That's not necessarily the case. You look at, there's, there's things that happen all the time in college football where a team beats another team. It doesn't mean at the end of the season, when you look at the body of work, that team is better, okay? Because uh, the year App State beat Michigan. Are you telling me that App State should be ranked higher than Michigan just because they beat them? Now, what they did the rest of the season. Look at other teams when upsets happen. When a team loses that shouldn't lose, that should have won the game, and Ohio State should have beat Michigan, that doesn't mean that team is a better team for the season. They were better that day. Doesn't mean they're better for the season. If a team puts a huge upset on somebody, that doesn't mean, oh, you know what, no matter what happens in the rankings, that team's higher because they beat them. That's ludicrous. I understand that Michigan did beat Ohio State. I still think if you took these four teams, Georgia, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, and you played a round-robin tournament right now, Ohio State would be first or second. Georgia would be first or second, probably Michigan third, TCU fourth. That's how it would probably play out. Or Michigan third, or TCU third, Michigan fourth. But I'm just saying, I think Ohio State and Georgia would be the top two teams. I don't think you can logically argue against that. Ohio State lost to Michigan. Yes, got it. Doesn't mean that Michigan is a better team than Ohio State when all the dust settles. TCU beat Michigan, then got beat by 58 by Georgia. Georgia beat Ohio State by one when Ohio State had a two-touchdown lead with eight minutes left in the game. What does that tell you? If you're going to argue that Michigan's better because they won that one game, I'll argue Ohio State's better because of what they did with Georgia and then what Georgia did to TCU after what Michigan did against TCU. I can argue the same thing. All I'm saying is I think Ohio State this year was the second-best team in the country, and I don't think you can logically argue against that based on what they did against the best team in the country, Georgia. All right, um, Ohio State women's hoops, they take uh, on Nebraska today. They, they uh, have that game today. Ohio State women's hoops still undefeated. So we're going to talk more about that tomorrow in the Buckeye Blitz. We're also going to address um, Ohio State's men's basketball team tomorrow. Look, they've lost three in a row. Been a bad run for the Buckeyes. Um, need to get back on track. They are playing on Sunday as well. But uh, the Ohio State women, though, uh, we'll keep an eye on them. We'll talk about this. They play at 2.30 Eastern time here on Saturday. Buckeyes men tomorrow. We'll do a Buckeye Blitz then. Recap those kinds of things and try to figure out what the hell is going on with that men's team. That's it for today's Buckeye Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Tito Jeff Fiddle. This is Fan Stream Sports powered by the DSP Media Broadcast Network. Thanks so much. Have a great day.